We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, ever since I started the show, I've uh, I've gotten questions all the time about who to bet on, who do I bet with. Obviously, we're a sports podcast, but I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where you should bet. And I think you should know this by now. I've listened to the show. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, their endless props, their fantasy sports wagers, there's something there for everybody. Uh, the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. So we're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag. Use promo code SHARKS, S-H-A-R-K-S, the new code, guys. So make a note of that when creating your account and claim your 50% uh, bonus. So if you're laying down $100, that means you got an extra $50 to play with now. Uh, it's a great deal, guys. I know I've talked in past ads about all the different stuff on there. From you know Game of Thrones, esports, obviously NBA playoffs are going on, NHL playoffs. Uh, so check all that stuff out. So just remember, head on over to mybookie, m y b o o k i e dot a g promo code sharks. You play, you win, you get paid. It's that simple. All right, so I got another sponsor to talk to you about this uh, this week, guys. Um, our newest friends from SeatGeek. Uh, let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping for dozens of different online sites trying to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals for your favorite game, concert, show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot means good deals, and a red dot not so good. So go over to SeatGeek, use promo code ACAA at checkout. Receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. So what are you waiting for? Uh, again, that's promo code ACAA, $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, guys, let's get on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Got my co-host, John Stefanchik, with me. What's up, John? How you doing tonight? We're good. Yeah, we were just... uh, Almost here. Yeah, yeah, we got the holiday week next week. Very exciting. It's Wednesday, so a week from tomorrow, we'll be off work. I don't know about your office. I don't think a lot's going to be getting done on that uh, that Friday after July Fourth around here. So we actually have the day off. There you go. That's that's American right there. Give you the four day weekend. That's yeah. what the founders envisioned when they were uh, you know being deist and owning slaves and stuff. They were like five day weekend, four day weekend after we won this war, guys. I swear to God. Um, yeah. So if we sound a little. Um, Checked out. I think it probably is because we are. We were just discussing before the show. 
Uh, really no idea what we're going to talk about tonight. We're in the uh, officially in the completely dead part of the college athletic schedule here in about, what, two hours. I would say Vandy, Michigan is tied 1-1 right now. Got to give my – that's in the National Championship Series if you haven't been following what's going on in Omaha. Got to give myself credit. Uh, I do believe those are the two teams I picked to make it to the Championship Series. Angie as well. So I just want to take a little victory lap there. I mean, congratulations. What, what do you what do you win as a prize? Uh, hmm. That's a good question. I'll get it's back four, to you. Four one Vandy now. I don't know if you're. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was one one. Uh, when we when I sat down to record this, or at least from looking at Twitter for a couple minutes. So there you go. Anchor down. SEC. Uh, I don't know. I'm happy. I'm happy for Vandy to win it. I mean, I don't like Michigan at all. Like as an institution, don't like Michigan fans. Uh, Vandy Knox stayed out. I heard Shea, I heard Shay Patterson's going to come in and hit a pitching three run homer here. Mm, could be. I mean, that's that's basically what he's done for Michigan football, right? Completely saved them. They're good now. Is that that's all correct? Yeah. Did you see over under uh, win totals for college football? Oh, that's something we could talk about. Can you pull them up? Who who has them? Uh, Nesson had them the other day at lunch when I, at the restaurant I was in. So the restaurant see. had them. That now that's a whole other story right there. Why does a restaurant have the over? Well, the bar had 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 it on had the Nesson on the TV. On the TV. Okay, all right, I got you. Know, you. you know what Nesson is, right? What's Nesson? Any uh, New England Sports Network? They have the no. Red Sox. No, I don't. okay. I've seen this logo before. Okay, yes, I get it now. Uh never come up. Or here anyway yeah well you don't have, you don't have to be name dropping the networks that the games come on that's fine I, mean, I could be talking about fox sports southwest or whatever i watch the astros games on i don't know yeah uh speaking of oh, this weekend gonna go to astros game number two i think while you find those over-unders or maybe bovada has something gonna go see uh the mariners i believe haven't bought tickets yet but i was looking at them today at work uh nice little 110 p.m First pitch downtown Houston, uh, hoping for nice weather. Because when we went to the game a couple of weeks ago, the roof was closed. So I'm hoping to see it open this time, get some sunshine. It's been shitty weather down here, though. So we'll see. McDermott was texting me earlier this week about, hey, look at these tickets for Sox Yanks. And I was like, calm down. We'll get them the week of the game. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I want to. I'm gonna pull up the Astros schedule and see if there's any games I can try to convince people to come down for. I know a friend of the pod, John Stevens, hopefully going to be coming next month down from Dallas. Uh, I believe he wants to see some uh, some European soccer titans here at uh, NRG Stadium. So that'll that'll be fun. Uh, if you're ever interested, John, anything happening either at downtown at Minute Maid or the. Uh, the Dynamo Stadium, I forgot what it's called. Oh, it's it's uh it's um shit, it's a, it's another stadium. Like uh they have them in other places too. Hold on. Uh or if you want to go to NRG that's all on the train. Oh yeah, it's BBVA Compass Stadium. That's what I was thinking of cuz it's the same as that shitty bowl. Uh or NRG the train from our house goes to both, so it's extremely convenient. We got a guest room. This is not for anybody listening. This is a approval only basis. So just uh go through the proper channels on that one. But it would be fun. I'd love to host uh, anybody that we're friends with. Um, let's see. Do you find those over-unders yet? I was going to say the Mariners are this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. All right. Go ahead. Let's, let's so talk some over-unders. I saw Clemson at 11 and a half the other day, uh, which I, I really think is 
You think that's a safe? That's a safe under. Well, we haven't we haven't looked at the Clemson schedule. I mean, Dabo, they accidentally lose a game every year. It seems like. Yeah, that seems fair. They're playing Jimbo week two. Looks like that's at Clemson. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, they got the juggernaut week three at Syracuse. That would make me worried as a Clemson fan that they they struggle with that. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy. I I can see why it's eleven and a half. Their hardest games: A and M at home, Georgia Tech at home. What out at South Carolina at Louisville? I mean, come on, this is a pretty cupcake schedule. Okay, in that case, sure, why not? I mean, I think you're probably right. It's always it's usually a good bet to bet against perfection, but damn, I can see why it's eleven and a half looking well, at this. Schedule. I guess the Lawrence Trevor Lawrence two at Heisman race would be pretty good this year. Yeah, sure. Why not? God, I'm already I'm already tired of Tua. Like, it, what? He's only a junior now. Yeah. 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 All right. Whatever. Okay. So Clemson eleven and a half. Interesting. What else you got? Bama's an eleven. Ooh. Inter- interesting that they they got Clemson the edge, but obviously Bama's schedule is a uh, a lot harder. Georgia ten and a half. Hmm. Let's look at let's look at Georgia's schedule because. Uh, my instinct would be to say the over seems like a good bet there. Let's see. Hmm. They got Notre Dame at home. Mm-hmm. At Florida could be something. At Auburn, oh, I guess, oh, could be oh, something. Florida's neutral site, remember? Oh, you're sorry. Jacksonville, yeah, the cocktail party. All right. No, I like the over. I like the over. Their toughest game is is probably Notre Dame at home, I guess, or or at Auburn. I mean, Auburn's been pretty pretty mediocre lately. Um, they go to Georgia Tech. I don't know. You think they're gonna lose two of these games? No. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Interesting. Oklahoma's ten. Ohio State ten. Boise State ten. UCF ten. The Washington Huskies are ten. Washington Ooh. State is ten. Shit. Wow, Leach, getting it done. Michigan is nine and a half. Texas nine and a half. Four to nine. I'll just pick random ones. Yeah. I'll, by the way, I'll, I'll take that Boise State under. I think they lose at Florida State and they lose at Colorado State and they lose another one. All right, go on. Uh, Mississippi State is uh, eight. I think I'm going to take that under. Let me look at their schedule just to make sure, but I'm pretty sure I would take that under. But, I mean, yeah. so do you think that's being buoyed by the fact, you know, they got, like, a transfer QB coming in? They got a they got a guy that was, like, on the bench with Moorhead at Penn State or something. He has, like, no stats, but, he you know, he's, like, a superstar on the bench, I'm sure. So, I wonder. They, they had Kansas State. They go at Tennessee, and their other East game is Kentucky always. That's in Starkville. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they could go 8-4 and four and you get a push. I, I don't think they go 9-3 and three with this schedule. They could start out 4-0 and oh going into Auburn for sure. Uh, what is it going to be like to play at Tennessee next year? No idea. Pruitt no. probably still at least a year away from doing anything there. So, yeah, they could – I mean, they could – they could go nine and three, I guess. They're gonna beat Ole Miss in Starkville. Uh, here's here's state swing game for sure. November second at Arkansas. That's interesting. 
and uh, the 26th of October at A&M. That's, that's two games right there that could define their season for sure. Although, who am I kidding? The Egg Bowl is going to define their season. So it should be good. should be a good season for them. Right, what else you got? Uh, A&M, seven and a half. Last Ooh. one. Hmm. I'm going to let me pull this up real quick. We know they're losing to Clemson. Let's see what yeah. else what else they got on the docket here. Uh, seven and a half, you say? Yep. Ooh. Do you think A&M uh, can beat South Carolina in College Station? Uh, yes. In that case, I think that who it's that's really actually a tough one because here are the losses for sure at Clemson. Yep. Mm, Alabama at College Station. So we got two right there. Uh, Texas A&M at LSU for the last game. I don't see that happening. That's three. At Georgia, that's four. So we're at eight and four right now. And if they lose, Mississippi State in Starkville, uh, at Oxford, at Fayetteville, or Auburn in College Station, that's seven and five. I think I'm taking under seven and a half there. That's too many swing games. Yeah, inter- interesting though. That, that, that's that's. I think what they're doing there is they know they're going to get action both ways from the AM fanboys and the people look at that schedule and say uh, no. So interesting. What else? So, uh, do we root against them in honor of Bjork? How do we handle this? Ooh, I gotta say, I gotta say, yeah on that one. That's a that's a yes from me. I, I I'm never gonna cheer for A uh, and M in any sport. Probably anyway, but especially not now. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. Should we should we be worried if they do too bad or we have to take them back? Is that part of the contract? Ah, uh, sure as hell. Hope not. We gotta be careful with that one. I think. All right. What else you got? That's it. That's it for over unders. Oh, so we didn't. So Ole Miss did not make the list. If you had to put an over under on Ole Miss this year. Are you five and a half, six? Where are you going with this? Five and a half. Ooh, five and a half. I'm inclined to take the over, but it, it feels weird to be even, not even optimistic, but even neutral. Yeah, yeah that's team. good rebel logic right there. Yeah, but listen, I think they win at Memphis. I do. I think I think this is some, some shit that Matt Luke's going to do because Matt Luke understands how to be a good rebel where Hugh Freeze never did. The question for me is still what happens when Arkansas comes to Oxford. If they win those two, they're gonna they're gonna win Sela in Oxford more than likely. They could they could beat Cal in Oxford. This shitty team coached by Matt Luke, if they beat Vanderbilt in Oxford, could be five and one going to Missouri. I mean, to me, there's too much of a chance for momentum there. But you know, you've been talking for a long time about if they lose to Memphis, lose to Arkansas. Yeah, it could it could be three and nine for sure. But for some reason, I've, maybe I've, I've let the good Rebel narratives get into my head too much over the offseason. We're talking before the show, recruiting is doing well, I guess. You got these two Power 5 coaches as coordinators. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just getting ahead of myself. But there are several winnable games. Even if you lose Memphis and Arkansas, you beat Sela and Cal, beat Vanderbilt and Missouri. Shit, I mean, you could still be 4-3. and three. Bringing A and M into Oxford, I don't know, I don't know. It's kind of a weird schedule, honestly. It's it's one of the softer schedules Ole Miss has had in a while. 
because of the because of Missouri as the East opponent. You think Missouri is going to be like a fairly? I think. Yeah, I guess. I think so. I mean, if better than drawing Georgia or Florida or even South Carolina. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Locke's gone, right? Who, who's going to play QB? No idea. Uh, Kelly Bryant's there. Mm. Yeah, Kelly Bryant, he was so good, right? Yeah. I mean, he fair. was fine. He was fine. I, but Lawrence is, is very good, so I won't I won't rag him too much. I do like Lawrence. Um, Interesting. So, wait, no uh, no LSU over-under? I didn't see one. Hmm. And no Auburn either. Interesting. Uh, I think Auburn was like seven and a half. Okay. Um, let me see if our friends on my book you have anything to do with this. Have any uh, any takes on this? Uh, interesting. Well, that I mean, that's more sports content than I thought we would get in this show. Honestly, uh, do you want to talk about the other topic we discussed before the uh, before yeah, the let's episode? Do it. See how many of these people I can name. All right. So the biggest sporting event of the next two years, absolutely. We're talking about the horse race, Democratic primary. Uh, we're recording this uh, about 30 minutes before the first debate gets kicked off here on uh, on NBC. I flipped the TV on and muted it before we started. I can't see it from my seat, but I did see uh, NBC's lead-in to the Democratic debate is like a, a game show hosted by Ellen DeGeneres. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad to see the discourse is, is very healthy. Uh, political debate is valued in this society. So let's see. I'm going to pull up the lineup. For the debate tonight, I told John, I already gave him some hints. He knows Elizabeth Warren is in this one. Uh, and I also said there's a bunch of nobodies in this one. But how about any either either of the debates, John? Let's see if you can name more than 50% of the people in both debates. Like, so name anybody in either debate, and I'll check them off, okay? Okay. All right. Um, ooh, I gotta, so do I have to get like the full name? I probably won't get that. Uh, last name's fine. Uh, general demeanor, like describe their persona. That that would work. What their position? Uh, any of that? So you got Kamala Harris. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. That's with, tomorrow. Tomorrow. You have so we said Bernie and Biden are tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Warren tonight. Yep. Uh, Kamala Harris. Amy is it? Klobacher, the yeah, we'll, we'll take it. Klobuchar, the judges are not in. We'll accept that, yeah. Yeah. She's a Minnesota representative, I believe. She's a senator. She was senator. the one. So the moment that I remember most about her is when she asked Kavanaugh uh, if he's ever blacked out before, and he said, have you? And that was the pretty insane. I mean, funny, but in a weird way, because it's like uh, it was just it was just strange. Um, all right, so we got, let's see, you have five so far, and I'm looking here, we have a total of 20 candidates, so you got 75% to go. So we have uh, Cory Booker. Yeah, as a, as a Northeasterner guy, I'm sure you're familiar. Yep, we have, uh, let's see, is de Blasio running? The he, he is, yeah, mayor of He's New York running. City, strangely enough, no one asked him to do that. All right, so yeah. you're up to seven. All right, you think think about uh, Texas. I said I wasn't. We're getting there. All right, oh, we, all right. Although Beto was not at the top of my mind, so we'll there go Beto. Go. All right, there's eight. Uh, you have the South Bend mayor Pete. What's his face? Yeah, He's like we're gonna, seven. We'll, we'll take. That. I know his name is in a first name, so I'm going to yeah, give myself. And you said his position, which also said we take. So that's nine right there. So we're at nine. Mm-hmm. 
Gillibrand. Oh, nice. Now that's that's a pull. So you're up to fifty percent. That's pretty good. Because honestly, there's about almost ten nobodies left. So the fifty percent is good. So I gotta come up with one more. I'll here. give you some hints. Well, yeah, if you can get one over fifty, I'll be impressed. But I can start giving you hints if you uh, if you're gonna back into some. See if we can get here. Let's see. You mentioned uh, Beto's running. I really his don't know who else you. Oh, uh, the George Stacy Abrams. Nope, not declared, not in the debate. Not running? Not running. Yeah, I think people are saying maybe it's run for senator in Georgia or something. And I mean, not a bad guess. I mean, there's definitely some of people have said they hope that she talked runs. About. Yeah. Uh-huh. You really nailed all of the kind of known ones. Um, all right. Give me, some, give me a hint. Give all right. Hint. Uh, what if I say... Um, Aloha. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, isn't some Hawaii person running? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she has ties to like right wing extremism in India. She's a uh-huh. vegan. You might not know who this person is. She's um, I, I kind of know she exists. Very hawkish. So that that is Tulsi Gabbard. Would not have gotten that. Uh huh. All right. So there's another Texan. In the race, he is uh, a twin. Does that mean? Oh, is it Juan or Julio Castro? Juan yeah, Castro. Julio Castro, correct. So that gets us up to twelve. I should have probably figured that one out to get to eleven on my own, but whatever. It's okay. There, there really, there's some complete nobodies left. So let's run through some. I don't even know how to give a hint for John Delaney. No idea. Same with who J- is John. Who is John? I Delaney? Don't remember. I think he's a governor, maybe. Jay Inslee, honestly, no idea. Don't know anything about Jay Inslee. Tim Ryan, I think, is uh, Paul Ryan wearing a mustache, just trying to get back in there. <laughs> I have no idea on that one. Um, so that's everybody for tonight. Tomorrow, uh, you got the Colorado Michael Bennett. Again, why is he running? Don't know. Um, John Hickenlooper, um, someone else. I saw a tweet that said uh, – uh, security person outside the debate. This is a reporter saying this. This apparently really happened. Was like, uh, are you media here to cover the the debate? And Hickenlooper said, uh, I'm a candidate, actually. So that kind of gives you an idea of where his candidacy is at. Um, here's another member of Congress that was is big in like the Trump investigations. Kind of gotten a lot of airtime for that. Eric Swalwell. And the last two. So the way I've been calling these debates, tonight is kind of Warren and the centrists and the nobodies. And then tomorrow night, you got Biden and Bernie uh, and some of the kooks. Like the, these last two are, are really uh, a little out there. Um, first of all, self-help author, Oprah Book Club member, uh, former critic of vaccines. Do you know what I'm talking about, John? Have you heard of this person? Vaccine critic sounds familiar, but I don't have a name for you. Her name is Marianne Williamson. Um, going to be interested tomorrow night to see what kind of um, insight she brings to the debate stage. She's kind of running on like a like a love love is the most powerful tool we can all have in this life type of platform. Very interesting. And the last guy, I feel like you've heard of this guy, John. Uh, he wants to give every American a thousand dollars a month. Call it the Freedom Dividend. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't, actually. I've oh, heard okay, of... so this is the first candidate to run on a platform of universal basic income. He is a Silicon Valley guy. 
Um, I don't know. He's interesting. I'm glad he's on the debate stage at least. His name is Andrew Yang. He uh he his his campaign materials he has like uh good. He was in this past week's Economist. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. He he has like um a Trump style hat, but it says math. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So that's kind of an idea. Um, notably left out of the debate, you have um, octogenarian, former Alaskan Senator Mike Gravel, famous for uh, having a campaign that's run by two teenagers. Um, I, I'm sure you're not aware of that, but he's a he's a fun follow on Twitter. And that's about it. I mean, they really they really did get almost everybody in these debates, including several people that should not be there for sure. Um, I don't know, John. What do you do? give me a give me some some horse race predictions here? Who, do you, how, how about this? Who do you think is going to win Iowa? The first the first state. This will be what January January twenty twenty. Not that long from now, honestly. Six months away. Uh, I'd say Biden's the favorite today, but a lot could happen. Yeah, I, I, he's definitely the front runner. Although it seems like the gaffes are coming out pretty frequently for him. What we have to remember about Iowa is it is a caucus system, uh, and uh, traditionally uh, candidates like Bernie Sanders, a strong grassroots uh, activist, have done very well there. You know, a caucus is like you go to your friend's house and you all have to agree who you're going to vote for. And so, if someone like yells the longest and the loudest. Maybe they can get the caucus to, to favor their candidate. So it'll be interesting to see. I do believe Bernie did very well in the Iowa caucuses last time. Let me check. Uh, da, da, da. He might have won them even. Um, no, so, oh, it was very close. Oh, he did. He did win them. No, he didn't. He didn't. So Hillary got 49.84% and Bernie got 49.59%. So... I, I think Bernie will have a strong showing there. I think you're right. You're you're right with Biden doing well. Um, I, I wonder if Warren does well in uh, in Iowa. She has some very like populist issues in her platform. I think it's it's going to be. Uh, I I like Elizabeth Warren. I I think a big component of her candidacy is going to be if people can kind of move past the whole Native American thing that went down. I think Trump's going to keep talking about it, but Trump talks about a lot of things. I don't know how effective it'll be for him in the long run, but I do know that hurt her a lot, uh, you know, when she decided to release that video and say that she's 5% Native American and all that stuff. It's kind of a weird, weird issue there, but I do think her policy positions are exciting for a lot of people. So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think Harris is a strong candidate. I think Cory Booker is dead in the water, um, kind of just floundering. I used to, I mean, I I, I like Cory Booker somewhat. Uh, he follows me on Twitter, so it's hard to not like him for that purpose, you know. Um, but it, not doing great in this race. Same with Beto O'Rourke, somebody that maybe was uh, really beloved in the lane they were in. You know, his people in Texas were super pumped about him, and still, you know, here in Houston, I see a ton of Beto. Bumper stickers, both from his run against Cruz, and then some, some also some Beto twenty twenty stickers. But still, uh, again, not really sure what his place in this race is. Um, hmm, who else do I think even has a chance? I, I obviously not De Blasio. Uh, hmm, yeah, I think it's I think it's a it's a Biden, Bernie, Warren, Harris. I think that's pretty much the race at this point. Mm. Oh, but Buttigieg is Buttigieg is pretty popular. So he's. I think those five are probably the possibilities. Definitely the front runners right now. Um, 
Hmm. I don't know. I something I think could happen is you know we're gonna I think we're gonna have a long protracted primary here uh, with a lot of people probably doing well in different parts of the country. I'm wondering if um, if Warren remains strong, Bernie has a, a, a constituency that's um, not as big as it was. It was running against Hillary, obviously, because that was a two person race, but um, still somewhere in the twenty to thirty percent of the electorate in a lot of states, he can rack up some delegates. I wonder if those two together uh, can make a run at a coalition to, to win the, uh, the convention, have a Sanders Warren ticket, very progressive. It would be interesting. Um, I think that's a possibility. I think Biden versus Trump is a possibility. Although I don't know if that's a winning strategy for the Democrats. I think throwing Biden at Trump is kind of like the exact kind of candidate Trump would want to run against. Cause Biden's not going to, step out any uh any ledges as far as policy i think he's more just going to try to run the same campaign that clinton ran kind of like that we're better than this and uh clearly we are not if, if we've learned anything that's that we are not better than this um so yeah i don't know it's going to be interesting um i will say that i think these debates are going to suck 10 candidates on the stage is way too many and also the way they broke them up is just lame i'll be interested to see if like bernie goes after biden tomorrow but i wish warren biden and bernie were all in the same debate that would be that would be more entertaining for sure. I think a big mistake with Bernie last in 16 was not being more aggressive after Hillary. Yeah, and I, I, I understand why. And, and well, In retrospect, it's like he may as well have because he was still labeled as like the reason she lost by a lot of her supporters, which the data does not bear out. I mean, it's something I always point to when people bring that up is like, well, you know, more Hillary Clinton primary voters voted for McCain in 2008 then Bernie voters voted for Trump, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Who's to say? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, John. It's very early, obviously, but I, I come, come the Iowa caucuses. I think it's going to be a, a pretty interesting race in a kind of a macabre way. Like I don't really see any, I don't know. There's, there's a path forward for some, uh, some positive change in the country out of this, but there's a much more likely path I'd say for like, um, just a bad scene all around. So we'll see. I, I do think it's like the most exciting uh, story in sports right now because politics they are they are a sport they're a blood sport so that's just that's the way I see it. Oh, that will take the actually that gives me that reminds me uh, this political update brought to you by a, a new podcast that I'm working on uh, called Hard Reset from the website BigOfTrue.org, uh, edited by my my friend Molly Bryant. Definitely check out Hard Reset. It's on iTunes. Coming to other platforms soon. I need to actually work on that. Uh, but it's hosted by me and Molly, the editor of the site, and then also a guy named J.C. Cortez, who a, a, has a great voice, both um, you know metaphorically and also just has a great voice for radio. So it's just a little podcast. It's, it's shorter than this podcast. We do it once a week. Uh, it's about kind of fact-checking the biggest stories that are going on in the news right now. It's nonpartisan. Uh, Big If True is a nonprofit, uh, nonpartisan, fact-checking-oriented uh, news website and we we talk about whatever's going on in the news and then we talk to molly about her original reporting whatever's going on at the site over at bigoftrue.org uh, we keep it under like 20 minutes just about so we've done two episodes so far still working out some of the kinks but if you if you don't mind listening i think you maybe you'll enjoy it i, I definitely am having fun working on it um and, and tell your friends so there's a little i'm, I'm using my uh my net promoter score here john maybe i can get the word out about a different podcast on this podcast. There you go. Yeah. Why not? 
Um, all right, what else? What else is new, John? It's 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 summertime. How'd you run into that podcast? Uh, I'm actually, uh, like I said, friends with Molly, uh, and she's married to a good friend, listener to the show, uh, Jacob Threadgill, and so I, I knew Molly through them. They used to live in Jackson, and uh, I'm actually on the board of Big If True, so I was honored by the uh, the invitation to be on the board of the nonprofit. Uh, and it's been really great, both being on the board and working on the podcast. So it's just all around. It's been a very fun experience. So I appreciate that, uh, Molly. And uh, it's great. Listen to the show. Yeah, I think you might even like it, John. All right. He doesn't like he doesn't like fact checking, right? That's we all love fact checking. Fight fake news. Yeah. So, so New Hampshire primary, my vote actually matters. Most, I know. most of I've had. Uh, live free or die, John. Uh, Bernie Sanders' big favorite. Yeah, I think absolutely is. But who 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 are you leaning? Who who has your vote as of today? Oh, it's wide open. That's why I'm watching this debate tonight. Mm. That's Especially- fair. So say so say Trump wasn't the nominee. Is uh, I'm guessing you can only vote in one party's primary, right? You voted in the Democratic primary or the Republican primary. Well, there's. I mean, is there going to be a Republican? No, primary? I'm saying if Trump wasn't, if it was an open year, what would you do? Um. Just depends. Is is it a strategic decision? It, it would depend. Yeah, I mean, I've voted in a lot of Republican primaries in my life because in Mississippi, generally the Republican primary it was the election. So, um, yeah. this is the first time I've, I've lived in a state where maybe I could. It, it we'll see. We'll see who's uh who's on the ballot in upcoming Texas elections. I need to register to vote. I know Angie already did that. Um, what's the? Let me check the score. What's the score on this Vanderbilt game? Let's go back and take a look. Let's see here. Um, I do know that Kumar Rocker went hard last night. That guy's sick. Mm. 5-1 now. Nice. All right. So congrats to Angie. She is not able to watch because she started a residency this week, and her first shift is uh, night shifts in the ICU in the big public hospital here. So... Very fun times for Angie. Have not seen each other because she gets home after I go to work. She leaves before I get home. So uh, tonight is the third night of five nights of this. So, you know, looking forward to this weekend when I can maybe see uh, see my fiance again. But proud of her. She's doing great work. And uh, proud of Vandy for uh, hopefully winning this game. No jinx. Um, let's see, let's see. What else is going on, John? This is, oh, I hate this time of the year. We already talked about football over-unders. All right, I'm looking at the Astros schedule now. Got the Angels before the All-Star break. At the Rangers, at the Angels again. Rangers in Houston. Ooh, the Athletics are coming to Houston uh, in in July. I used to like the Athletics. Uh, at the Cardinals, what's uh? I haven't checked on the Red Sox in a while, John. How's that going for you? They blew their 16th save of the season today. Mm, that's all they got. They got some bullpen issues. That's a pretty impressive stat right there. Fucking up hard. Mm, mm. Yeah, the 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 uh, Astros schedule through July and August is pretty soft. They're gonna rack up some wins here. Um. Yeah, this is uh, a lot of cupcakes here, uh, in my estimation. Uh, yeah, so I think the Astros hopefully going to be coming back from these injury issues. I know Springer was back last night. Altuve's been back for a week or so. Uh, waited on Correa to get back from that masseuse injury. 
Um, but they still, I think they did all right with all their all with all their stars out. Other than Bregman, they still kind of weathered the storm there. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, yeah, it's, ha- it's nice to live uh, in a city with a contender. I mean, I've never lived in a city with any team, so especially to live in a city with a contender, it's pretty exciting. Um, hmm, what else is going on? I gotta go see. I need to go see the Dynamo, seeing because they've won the MLS a bunch of times, and people are all in a soccer mood around here because of the uh, the Women's World Cup. You watched any of that, John? Uh, sort of kept up with it. But... Did people did people watch it at your office or not really? Because it's like a, it's like a daytime thing. So people in my office all like go in the kitchen and have the game on, so it's easy to uh, wander through and just see what's happening. Uh, let's see. They got to play France. Have you been to HEB yet? Or you still I did. Court? We went to HEB. I went to HEB, uh, on Saturday and Trader Joe. Both, both were enjoyable experience. HEB is interesting because we kind of thought it was expensive when we were shopping, but then when we checked out, it was, you know, the same as Kroger pretty much. So I don't know. Maybe I uh, will be going back. What's I got? The Kroger, I think is a little bit closer. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed HEB overall. It was a nice experience. Um, people people here are crazy on HEB. The avocados here in Texas are very cheap. I like that. I like that about it. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It was fun to go to Trader Joe's and buy a bunch of uh, like weird snacks and like frozen foods. And we got some ground beef that was a pretty good deal, and it was good. Uh, hmm, what else is going on? Uh, hmm. Man, this is such a, such a dead time of the year. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing to talk about. Hmm. Agency needs, you know, more time. Yeah, I saw, um, I mean, no surprise, but Kevin Durant declining the player option, right? Going to be a free agent, but he won't even play next year, so that kind of, takes the luster off of that free agency a little bit. Um, I mean, I think we've talked about it, but is the the Warriors dynasty over now with KD gone and then what Thompson's out a lot of next year? Um, where, what about like Boogie Cousins? Is he going to stay or is he going to go? I have no idea. I would imagine he goes. But so it's, it's going to be back to the original guys, right? It's going to be Steph and Draymond and then later on Clay Thompson. Huh. I mean, I, it'll be easier to like not cheer against them if they if they don't have KD and all those guys. That's fine. I, I I wonder if KD goes to the Knicks. I don't know. I mean, it would be pretty fitting for the Knicks to take him on a max deal when he can't even play for at least a year. Um, that does sound about right. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, let's see. Oh, NBA draft. Terrence Davis uh, ter- apparently turned down being drafted because he didn't want to play on a two way contract. He's gonna play summer league. Uh, yeah, no idea. Strange, strange deal there. I, I guess I hope it works out for him. I don't know. I think the the thing that he and other people that are supporting that decision have cited is like the Fred Van Vliet did the same thing. But you got to think the odds are better for it like not to work out than to work out. Like you're just thinking you're going to do so well in summer league, you get signed to like a real contract as opposed to a two-way. But damn, I don't know. I think I would just take the, the contract that was in front of me. But I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. It was a bold move, TD. Um, yeah, back to NBA next year. You think the Pelicans are going to be good? I mean, they're going to have a, a lot more pieces to work with than just AD. They're going to have Zion. They're going to have all these young guys from LA. 
What if what if they could get a big fridge? I don't know if they have cap space for it, but if they could, hmm, I'm hmm, interesting. We'll see. We'll let it all play out. Assess it. Everybody's doing the what ifs right now. But yeah, that's true. That's true. That's all we really have at this point. Let's see. Uh, hold on. Let's see here. We are at. 37 minutes on the recording. I mean, that's almost a respectable episode length right there. I mean, the NFL hasn't had anybody really do anything exceptionally stupid this offseason yet. So No, I saw uh, hmm, some like some some backup QB retired that's always been – I forgot which one, though. Um, who was it? Josh McCown. Yeah, Josh McCown retires. Sad day. Journeyman QB, journeyman. Uh, yep. There's really not, really not anything going on, John. I have no idea what's going to happen. And then we have to do this every week for the rest of the summer. Oh, if we want to, I mean, July Fourth coming yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm trying to let's try to think of what we can pivot to. If you if you have any ideas for things we can pivot to talk about this summer, and don't say Ole Miss recruiting because I refuse. We're not. Um, yeah, not not interested in that. How about that? Before we go, how about that article uh, that said that Luke was building his team the same way that Dabo built Clemson? Can I get your thoughts on that? That is, uh, what's the what's the name of your pod? Oh, uh, hard reset. Yeah, you gotta fact check it. Yeah, can you do like a little mini hard reset for me here? Yeah, let's, I think we should fact check maybe. Um, uh, the idea that that Dabo built Clemson with like two four stars per class and the rest three stars. I I mean, something in my gut tells me that uh, that's leaving some of the story out. That's all I know. I think it's a little bit of fake news. It's a little hyperbole, but at the same time, I mean, uh, shouts out to uh, you know SB Nation sites about Ole Miss. N- none in particular, but they got to fill up. They got to fill up the summertime too. So hey. You know, get the content. I feel it. It's all good, man. I mean, you could just do what we do and just uh, not talk about anything on your site for the whole summer. But I we guess keep it I, real, what we do. I guess they have more of a uh, you know high minded philosophy over there. I gotta talk about Ole Miss no matter what. Um, yeah. we do not feel that way, and that's why we're gonna stop the podcast right now because uh, we don't have anything to talk about, and we didn't even talk about Ole Miss. Thankfully, we we exhausted. Everything else we could have possibly talked Got about. Everybody up to speed on who's in this debate. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, I did, I did enjoy that. Um, did you see the article, John, about the candidate saying what their favorite comfort foods were? No, I did not. Okay, so before we go let's, again, let's run through that. Yeah, because it, this was just extremely strange. Um, let's see. It was a BuzzFeed article, I think. Uh, it is, it, these are not comfort foods. So do you want to, I mean, let's see, Kamala Harris, this so the New York, So the New York Times said Warren was talking about how Texas and Oklahoma she is. I'll just say this. I'm all in on Warren if she promises to, to, un, un, to unfuck this debacle that is Whataburger being bought by a Ooh, interesting. Yeah, if she could, if she nationalizes Whataburger, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, fix Whataburger. Interesting. How about every post office has a Whataburger in it? That's yeah, that's an interesting platform. All right, so Kamala Harris gets credit for French fries. That's kind of a comfort food. 
Liz Warren says chips and guacamole. Not a comfort food, but I like chips and guacamole, so it's fine. I'm skipping Boy, over the nobodies. Who cares? It doesn't matter what Michael Bennett thinks. We mentioned yeah. Tulsi Gabbard just because kind of a weirdo. Vegan cupcakes. I mean, if you're a vegan, I guess that's fine. Andrew Yang said kind bars. Not a comfort food. Marianne Williamson, the anti-vaxxer, just said, I have no comfort food. Interesting. Um, Bernie completely, completely uh, dropped the ball on this one. Just, But inter- a very politician answer. He said, last time out, we did a trip to the West Coast. I gained three pounds in four days. So it's uh, too much comfort food. So that's that's Bernie. Didn't actually say a food. Here's Again, this is a nobody, but this answer is so weird. Imagine someone asks you what your favorite comfort food is, and you're John Delaney former congressman Maryland, now we know, and you say, grilled chicken sandwich from McDonald's, no sauce, two of them. That is not a comfort food, dude. That's insane. Julian Castro said iced, uh, iced tea. Uh, that, that, that to me is comfort food. That's very specific. With no sauce? Two with no sauce, grilled chicken, not even the fried chicken sandwich. I mean, he knew he knew yeah. what he wanted. From okay, point. we let that go. Well, then, in your defense, do you think Julian Castro should be allowed to say iced tea is his comfort food? No, that's a drink. Yes, that's very weird, and I, they're not all on here for some reason. It's just delicious, but I do know that Gillibrand said whiskey. So respect, right? That's pretty good. Whiskey. That that's not bad. Yeah, Gillibrand said that. Oh, here we go. Here's one that was just completely fucked. Cory Booker said, when you're a vegan, that means a lot of veggies on the go. Come on, man. Are you shitting me? Come on, man. At least say like some, like do like Gabbard and say oh, some he, sort he, of. He, he should be banned from the debate because that answer. Say some so. sort of vegan like, uh, like indulgence. Like don't just say, here's another one. Here's another one that's like, I don't know if this is a comfort food. It is weird. Amy Klobuchar said a baked potato. No. At least say a loaded baked potato. De Blasio is just a weirdo. To say, like, what the hell? What the hell? I don't know. I mean, if you say a loaded baked potato, cheese, sour cream, bacon, chives, I mean, that's pretty decadent. But come on, just a baked potato? De Blasio said pulled pork. Weirdo. No. Okay, Biden. Biden. Biden didn't even answer. Biden refused to answer. Biden, oh, I was going to say Biden said like Pringles or something. He probably, Yeah, that would have been something. Uh, Buttigieg said beef jerky. That's fine, I guess. Um, Swalwell said his, it's really comfort coffee. My favorite coffee is a mocha. Okay. Um, yeah, and then Biden refused to answer. That's not a great answer because it's a better answer than half the ones I've heard him say. Yeah, it's just a mocha. Somebody needs to say Popeyes to get the vote. Yeah, absolutely. That would be badass. I mean, something. Give it. Give some sort of a regional. No one went with a regional fast food, which is just weak. Like, I, I could, well, one guy. Yeah. But so, like, identify a state where you need votes and then say their favorite shit. That's what I wish some more people would have done. But whatever. Okay, Girl, fine. Want to go on in Ohio? You like Wendy's? Like yeah, basically. sure. I didn't know when this was a higher thing, but I, I feel it. And then, uh, you know, obviously Gillibrand's big on the Kentucky vote with the whiskey. Um, but yeah, it is eight. So, John, let's get off. You got to go watch this debate. You got to see who you're going to vote for. So uh, I, I dispense you to go, you know, do your civic duty. Or I I uh, implore you to go dispense of your civic duty. That maybe is more correct usage there. And, uh, and watch the Democratic debates on NBC. 
Uh, thanks for listening to the show, guys. You know all the plugs and shit. Uh, I mean, it's it's been a very uh, informative episode, I hope. Um, we'll end it there. For John, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening. You got anything else to say, John? No. Nope. Uh, you started to say something. Okay. All right. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>